ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to How to Make a Literal Cat in Your Favorite RPG. I hope you're not here to learn character creation, because we are doing cat creation. I am one of your hosts, Joel Holland. I am the other one of your hosts, Austin Irwin. Hey there, Austin. What's going on? Not much. Uh, Looking through what we've got for today... Uh, looking at what we got here today, one carton of milk, one head of lettuce, one to- sorry, that's my shopping list. Let me open the right Google Doc. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah, we're looking at it. We're looking at a new game today. Surprise, surprise. We're looking at Apocalypse World. Oh man, Apocalypse World. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. Why does it sound familiar? Hmm. This wouldn't have anything to do with where the phrase powered by the apocalypse came from, would it? No, I couldn't imagine. You know, it's it's powered by the apocalypse, not powered by the apocalypse world. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That that's crazy talk. That's that's a pretty long shot there, Joel. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think he I think he's right. That that can't be what it is. Hold up, let me Google it real quick. Hmm, I'm not sure. Apocalypse World is powered by the apocalypse, according to the book here, and the linked website is called apocalypse-world.com. Mm, mm. Yeah, I just googled it. I'm looking at it right now. You're right. <laughs> it is powered by the apocalypse. Holy this, heck. This, this is the apocalypse. Wait, now is this the apocalypse that, that's powering it? Or? Yes, uh, I'm... I guess the apocalypse in this game is powering, oh jeez, Monster of the Week, Urban Shadows, Fellowship, City of Mist, heck, what what are some other ones? There, there's so many of them. Masks, A New Generation, mm-hmm. Avatar Legends. So, so many that I can't think of a single name of any of them right now. <laughs> right, that's... That that's how it always works. You go to think about a list of objects and you know the entire list is there and yet you can't recall a single item from it. I know, I'm like, we've done so many of these, I can't think of a single one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're looking at the apocalypse. The apocalypse world, you know. The one that started it all. Actually the second edition of it, but who's counting? <laughs> the one from the one that started it all yeah let's see who is this by i believe this is by d vincent and megley baker yeah baker and baker right here here on the front cover okay couldn't tell if that was four people and two of them just happened to be named baker or no they're they're two people named baker incredible any relation you know i don't know for sure but i have to assume yeah. Otherwise, that's a wild coincidence. Really is. I've met people with the same first name as me, but the same last name? No. Hmm. I don't know. There's there's a guy out there named Tom Holland. He's been in a few movies, and I don't think I'm related to him at all. You don't think so? You're not even a little bit British? God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> anyway. Before we start, as always... We've got some things to go over. Specifically, eight things to go over. Yes. The the ever-important cat creation rules. Starting with rule number one, as is logical. We accept no cop-outs. We're making a cat. 
the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. No anthropomorphic races, no people turned into cats, no lions, no tigers, no other cop-outs that you could imagine. Like, if you're thinking of some way out of this, that's not in the spirit of the show. Correct. There's no escape. But according to Rule 2, there's also no homebrew rules, slash house rules, whatever you want to call them. If the rules in the rule book don't explicitly allow something to happen, uh, we count it as a rule broken. And if we come across rules as written versus rules as intended, we go with whichever one tells us no. You know, most times you're intended to play as a human, but, I mean, that's not really our shtick, you know? Yeah, no. In this game, your angel is a cat. Because the and I'm only saying angel not because we're actually going to pick that one, but because it's the first one listed alphabetically. Mm-hmm. Understandable. <laughs> uh, let's see. If the game includes stats for a literal cat, which, as far as I can tell, didn't happen here, those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheets. Rule number four is the character, class, background, playbook, job, what have you, must exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion. We are not able to use homebrew classes to us they don't exist that is a realm of fantasy and mystery that we just don't want to delve into yeah if you're just gonna make up a character and not have anything to do with the rules of the game just go write a book (laughs) really just yeah just go type that thing out on a google doc on your own yeah the cat can learn any skill available to its class even if it's not something a cat could normally be trained to do Yeah, we've had a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah, we've had so many of those. Our cats are surprisingly well-read and very knowledgeable about many things. Yeah, some of them can even talk human. That is indeed true. But only the ones who really need to. Yeah, really if it's not necessary, we just kind of skip over it. We're just like, nah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, someone else can figure this out. (laughs) That's up for the listener when they inevitably use that cat in a game. Yeah, you're not bound by our show's rules. (laughs) The show's sixth rule is if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. So I'm thinking, like, what's a good tool? A good tool? Mm, The weed whacker. I think I've said that before. Yeah, cats could not use a weed whacker. Now, could a cat use a lawnmower? A push mower? I feel like we've talked about this before. Like, even if you make a comically downsized push mower, the cat is going to be scared off by the sound of the motor starting. Yeah. So, they're not going to use a lawnmower. So, yeah. No lawnmowers, no heavy machinery, no particle accelerators, and, you know, honestly, I'm going to say it, no yo-yos. He's so brave for that. (laughs) You didn't think you'd hear it here, but, yeah, the truth comes out. Uh, rule number seven is if the character sheet has a section that is meant to be filled out in collaboration with the, the entire table to, like, the entire party as, like, some cohesive unit or something. We leave that blank so that you can make it fit the group you're playing with. Because you can download every single character sheet from this show. They are all available on a Dropbox accessible by going to bit.ly slash literalcatpod. Yeah. And finally, rule eight. We have to keep track of every rule that we break, which typically is not a lot, but, you know, 
I am looking for the day that we discover a playbook that we are just breaking rules left and right on. Man, that'll be so much fun. <laughs> like, this game has weight re- restrictions in it, and we're playing a little guy who has to carry around a rocket launcher. <laughs> we, we'd have to do so much. Well, our cat's not going to have the rocket launcher, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, you guys got the cat gun. That's, I think that's <laughs> as far as we can go. Yeah, we've made the cat gun. You'll find out soon enough that the cat harpoon gun exists in the world of Blades of the Dark. <laughs> for all you ghosts on a train heads. Yeah, all you all you ghost listeners. <laughs> I don't I don't know what they call them over there. The yeah, me the, neither. The real ghost train heads. Yeah, that's probably not it. <laughs> We got through all the rules, right? Yeah, that was it. Okay, cool. So, I guess the first thing we need to do is find the character creation steps in the actual rulebook here. It's labeled page 70. Technically page 73 in the PDF. All those PDF numbers always get me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. Step one, print out a bunch of character sheets and pass them around. Whoops. We're doing this digitally. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's okay. So, say this first and often. To the players, your job is to play your characters as though they were real people, well, play as if it's a real cat, in whatever circumstances they find themselves cool, competent, dangerous people. Larger than life, or significantly smaller, but real. To the MC, your job is to treat characters as though they were real people too, and act as though Apocalypse World were real. So we have to pretend this is a real apocalypse, guys. Yeah. We, this, there's no funny business. This, you know, this, there, there are stakes here. There are lives at risk. Yep. Or maybe there are, there are no more stakes because cows are gone. True. I didn't even think about that. These things can happen. But we do assure you there will be stakes. S-T-A-K-E-S. Yeah. For all the trials and tribulations out there. Yep. I guess there's not really a... A, a step-by-step explanation for character creation in the book itself. So I guess we're supposed to just follow along the playbook, which is fine. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things in this playbook. There are a lot of playbooks. <laughs> yes. That's what I meant. I was, yeah. A lot of things in this PDF, a.k.a. a lot of playbooks. Yeah. And there's an extended second edition list of playbooks as well. That's true. We we have so many options. I guarantee you we'll find something that's right up our alley. Yep. So, like from the the core book, the the ones that everyone already knows. We've got the angel. When you're lying in the dust of apocalypse world, guts spilled. For whom do you pray? The gods? They're long gone. Your beloved comrades? Fuckers all, or you wouldn't be here to begin with. Your precious old mother? She's a darling, but can't put an intestine back in, so it'll stay. No, you pray for some gritting kid or veteran, or just someone with a heart shocker and a hand with sutures and six-pack of morphine. And when that someone comes, that's an angel. Hmm. Oh, hey, there's a, an actual description down yeah, here. Yeah. Angels are medics. If, <laughs> if you want everybody to love you, or at least rely on you, play an angel. <laughs> then we got the battle babe. Battle babes are good in battle, of course, but they're wicked social, too. If you want to play somebody dangerous and provocative, play a battle babe. The Brainer. Brainers are spooky, weird, and really fun to play. The playbook's words, not mine. 
Their moves are powerful but strange. If you want everyone else to be at least a little bit afraid of you, a brainer is a good choice. A.K.A. a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Playing the brainer is a no-brainer. Yeah. Easy as pie. Then we got the Tony Tony Chopper, a.k.a. just the Chopper. Chopper. Choppers lead biker gangs. We we just did a biker gang. Yeah, I feel we, like we gotta skip this yeah, one. Yeah, we'll probably not do this one. <laughs> They're powerful, but lots of their power is external, in their gang. Gun luggers are the baddest of asses. Their moves are simple, direct, and violent. Crude, even. If you want to take no shit, play a gun lugger. I don't know, man. I Would they have the ability to build the cat gun in the in a world without where society has fell fallen i i don't think so the last time the cat gun was built aka the only time i believe was <laughs> through the help of a giant corporation correct yeah well we had that one gun modern lancer who gave who made a cat gun true but that was also Lancer is sci-fi. Like they've they've got things figured out for the most part. Okay? Yeah, that's that's a space age mecha future. <laughs> anyway, then we got the driver. Drivers have cars, meaning mobility, freedom, and places to go. You can't see the post-apocalypse without cars. You got to be a driver. Mm. Feel like we might have to skip that one too, but let's let's not rule anything out yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah, hard holders. That's the next one. Hardholders are landlords, warlords, governors of their own little strongholds. Man, it really must be an apocalypse if landlords are still around. <laughs> so about to say, they they uh they're really still coming for your rent money. <laughs> <laughs> then we got the hocus. The hocus have cult followers. The way choppers have gangs. They're strange, social, public, and compelling. If you want to sway mobs, play a hocus. I won't rule it out yet. Yeah. Then we've got the Savvy Head. Savvy Heads are techies. They have really cool abilities in the form of their workspace and a couple of fun reality-bending moves. Play a Savvy Head if you want to be powerful and useful as an ally, but maybe not the leader yourself. Ooh. That might be interesting. The next one is the Maestro D. The Maestro D runs a social establishment, like a bar, drug den, or a bordello, if you want to be sexier than a hard holder, with fewer obligations and less shit to deal with, play a Maestro D. Hmm. What was the hard... Oh, yeah. That was the landlord. The Skinner. Skinners are pure hot. They're entirely social, and they have great, directly manipulative moves. Play a Skinner if you want to be unignorable. For a moment, I thought that said ungovernable, and that would have been, like, a <laughs> I thought it a sure too. thing. But, <laughs> but, but no, it's unignorable. And that, so that's all the ones from the core book. And then we have, looks like six for the yeah. extended playbook. The first of which is the faceless. I guess they don't have These... like the little description things. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Is it true everywhere always? Was it true in the golden age of legend when life was kind? For certain it's true here in the apocalypse world. Some of us are born and grow up and live without faces. Up next, we have the Water Bearer. Every once in a while, there's a place worth being, even in the apocalypse world. Uh, and if you're in that place, sometimes you wind up becoming more than you were. You're not about the grasping, gasping, thirsty mess of the world. You're not afraid of the howling wolves. And you could give a damn what 
about what October wants or who T-Bone is fucking. You have the source, and it can quench any thirst they have. Interesting. Hmm. We have quarantine. It's possible when the Golden Age of Legend fell that no one saw it coming. It's possible that it came upon them unprepared and unsuspecting. Maybe they, like we, were simply fucked. It's also possible that they knew. It's kind of hard to, like, discern what these classes are about from this. Yeah, I, I can kind of guess what uh, the water bearer and the faceless mm-hmm. might do. Or, like, it, if not their abilities, their narrative role. But quarantine, that that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this, like, some seer or, like, some divination magic, question mark? I don't know. Maybe. Let's see. Disciplined engage. I'm looking at their moves. Combat veteran, get plus one cool. Disciplined engagement. When you inflict harm, you can choose to inflict in any amount of harm you like, less or up to your harm as established, including S-harm. Decide at the moment you inflict the harm. You need not tell anyone in advance how much harm you intend to inflict. Leave no one behind. In battle, when you help someone who's rolling, don't roll plus, I think that's history? HX, I think I saw it earlier that was history. Probably. You help them as though you'd hit the roll with a 10 plus. Eager to know. When you get go to someone for advice, they must tell you honestly what they think. The Even this, like, it's not entirely clear what their specific role is in the game. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. We still have three more, though. And yeah, it's like these descriptions get shorter. Uh, the child thing. We are coming. We are the future. We are what you made. So maybe like a government research thing. Like they made some type of different human question mark. Yeah, that might be like a mutant or something. Up next, we have the news. It's all bullshit. The lies Drimmer tells his people to keep them fighting. The hunger prophet and her salvation. The brainers and their brain fuckery. But not you. You know what's what. When Kryn starts a war with Wire... You know it. When some asshole shoots up uh, shoots up that hold to the east, you know it. When some crazy-ass seer is gathering an army in the uh, rag waste, you know it. You know it and you say it. Bring the truth no matter whose lies it betrays and no matter how bad it hurts. This is like some... <laughs> this is like a really metal way to describe like a journalist. <laughs> yeah, like... I, I feel like that's like, you know, your information broker type dude. Except they're very open about it. They don't like charge. (laughs) Yeah. And finally, we have the show. It's like an ancient prophet said, you are the show. If you don't make the gig, the gig is fucking nowhere. I'm pretty sure he has an elect. It's very hard to tell, but I'm pretty sure he's got an electric guitar. So yeah, that's that guy's a bard. That guy is a bard, man. Okay. Looking at these. I wish I wish I knew what the news did because I think it'd be funny to have a cat that just like like walks up to like other outposts and stuff and people don't pay it any mind so it just gathers information about all the happenings. Okay, so here's the thing: I, I, I'm looking at the news at the news moves. We've got breaking now. At the beginning of the session, roll plus sharp and ask the MC questions on a ten plus. Ask three times. Okay. So you basically get to ask up to up to three times, where is blank and what are they up to? Okay. So, so like you just start out in the know. <laughs> also, it says whatever the answer, that's what you put out over the air. Now everybody knows. So 
So this is yep. like an actual like this person has a radio station, I'm assuming. Yeah. It seems like it. So we've got the Apocalypse Podcaster. <laughs> which hmm. This could be an interesting direction to go for a few reasons. One, I think it would be very funny if if like there was a cat, like if the cat was like, yeah, it, you like you said, everyone just kind of ignores him because he's very small and he can make himself unseen, but he's recording everything that he hears people saying mm-hmm. <laughs> and like has some way of broadcasting that to the world then. So it's, hmm, I, I feel like it's not going to be as good if a cat was doing it just because like, you know, a an actual human being could speak to the world. Yeah. And or editorialize. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't just be playing like playing back the tape recorder over the yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we can look into something else. Yeah, no, this this one looks like a lot of fun. I'm not sure it's good for the cat. Yeah, no. Not a cat, but you know, if I ever if I ever end up playing a session of this, I think I might know what I want to go with. <clears throat> I want to look at the water bear real quick, and if this doesn't seem good, then I want to go back to the basic cheats. Yeah. Let's see. There's one move we have to have, Lawbringer, when someone breaks your law. Okay, so I guess the water bear is like a like that the new sheriff in town type guy. Like the town has some resource it's protecting, and he's the guardian of it. And as long as the town has it, then they're gonna be just fine. But. Hmm. Like, you know, that kind of Wild West-type tale. Yeah, like, I'm the first person to set up here, so if you come through, you have to, you know, obey. Like this is Or not even, like, not even, like, the first one to set up there. Like, a settlement could have formed around this, this, whatever this resource is. Maybe it's just water, like the thing says. And then, like, I don't know, some guy w- roamed into town, and he fought off the outlaws who killed the sheriff, and then they deputized him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll be good for a cat. No. <laughs> like, I, I, like, sorry, this, again, looks kind of fun. I don't want a cat leading law enforcement. Yeah, no. That, that could only go poorly. <laughs> that could only go poorly. I looked at the child thing just because I was curious. Yeah. Uh, and it does look like one of their moves is mercurial. Whenever you want, you can change any or all of your looks. Those who know you can still recognize you, but only if they look closely. So this is like a shapeshifter type deal? Either that or they're really good at disguises. Yeah. But, I don't know if... I don't think we can do a shapeshifter cat. Nope, no humans turned into cats. Yep. Well, I can't say no cats turned into humans. We did do that once. We had a cat who could turn itself into a semi-humanoid figure. Correct. As part of his magical girl transformation. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see, what was the one that I... I think a brainer might be might be fun. I Yeah, I could see that. You know, like when... Because they say brainers are spooky, weird, and really fun to play. Their moves are powerful, but strange. Now, could you imagine... Like, okay, anybody who owns a cat knows that, you know, sometimes... Or even, like, dogs do this, too. Sometimes they'll just, like, stare into a corner for, like, an uncomfortably long time. And you look mm-hmm. at the corner and there's nothing there. And it's like, why are you looking at the corner? And then they look at you and they freak out and like run away. You know, cats already have that kind of weird nature about them. And I think it'd be very funny to 
have this cat have like all this strange magic so they're just like staring at somebody for like a couple minutes and they're like hey man what's what's this cat doing and then they just get blown up by a fireball or something (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what the brainers moves are i'm looking at them and i'm not a hundred percent sure about this but brainer moves unnatural lust transfiction when you try and seduce someone roll plus weird instead of uh hot okay Let's see. Deep brain scan. When you have time and physical intimacy with someone, mutual, like holding them in your arms, or one-sided, like they're restrained to a table, you can read them more deeply than normal. Roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, hold three. On a 9 plus, hold, or on a 7 to 9, hold one. While you're reading them, spend your hold to ask their player questions, one for one. What's your character? What was your character's lowest moment? For what does your character crave forgiveness and of whom? What are your character's secret pains? In what ways are your character's mind and soul vulnerable? Hmm. These are all things I could see people telling a cat without thinking much of it. That See, that's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> and it's like, when you have time and physical intimacy with someone, like holding them in your arms, you know someone. Or being held. Pick. Yeah, being held. Or if someone's restrained to a table... Curl up on their stomach. What are they going to do about it? Exactly. Let's see. What Direct brain whisper projection. You can roll plus weird to get the effects of, of going aggro without going aggro. Your victim has to be able to see you, but you don't have to interact. If your victim forces your hand, your mind counts as a weapon. Interesting. In-brain puppet strings. When you have time and physical intimacy with someone, again, mutual or one-sided... You can plant a command inside their mind. Roll plus weird on a 10 plus hold three, blah, blah, blah. At your will, no matter the circumstances, you can spend your hold for one. Inflict one harm. They take a negative one right now. Uh, If they fulfill your command, that counts for all remaining hold. On a miss, you inflict one harm, blah, yada, yada. Hmm. Interesting. So they really do just, like, have psychic powers. Yeah, like, you pick up this cat and all of a sudden you're like, man... I should really just leave, like, the back door unlocked tonight. Like, what's the harm? <laughs> Another one that I think could be funny is the Hocus. Just have this cat be a cult leader. <laughs> I was thinking about that, and I was like, that feels a little too close to a gang leader. But... I mean, we've to- we have also com- done this one before. We've done this in This World Summons Too Many Heroes, where a bunch of demon right. cat girls summoned a literal cat to be their demon <laughs> correct correct oh man i'm lo- i'm looking at the hocus right now we have one ability we have to choose which is fortunes fortune surplus and what and once all depend on your followers at the beginning of session roll plus fortune on a 10 your followers have surplus on a miss they are in want fun stuff so yeah that shows that you have like you start off with followers or some type of it Okay, and then you have frenzy when you speak the truth to a mob. Roll plus weird. On a success, you can do bring people forward and deliver them. Bring forward all their precious things. Unite and fight for you as a gang. Fall into an orgy of uninhibited emotion, uninhibited emotion, or go quietly back to their lives. <laughs> that wow, <laughs> what a fourth option. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's something. I I don't know. I think the brainer might be like, yeah, we have this weird psychic cat, and normally cats aren't psychic, but it's the apocalypse. What are you gonna do? 
Yeah, maybe he stepped in some radioactive goo or something. You know, you never know. Yeah, it could happen. I think the braider is probably our best bet. Yep. Hey guys, it's me, Joel, alone again for this mid-roll. Don't worry, I think we're going to be getting back to both of us doing the mid-roll here again, like, next time, hopefully. So that, that'll be good. What do we have to talk about? There's, oh yeah, we've got the whole, like, thing with the show, like, it, you probably, if you're listening to this for the first time, welcome, first of all. Glad to have you on board. If you want to follow us on social media, you can just go on to most social media sites, be it Twitter, Blue Sky co-host tumblr primarily blue sky and tumblr these days let's be real uh and just look up literal cat pod and you will find our show it'll it'll be there on social media you can also go to literalcatpod.start.page to find potentially a few other links that might matter to you like our email address which is how we like to do business so if you want to send us game recommendations, request to be a guest on the show, send us challenges to try and achieve on the show, or just send us pictures of your cats, which we are always, always, always open to receiving pictures of your cats. Let's see what else. Oh yeah, so we got our email, we got the socials. It would be nice if you could take a minute to rate and or review the show. We've got a few ratings, so we're sitting at five stars on apple podcasts and spotify at the moment which is great but we don't have any reviews yet so we've not heard like people say out loud that they like the show and why and maybe that's because it's too hard to put into words but you know if you can put it into words i'd love to see it also aside from just making me feel good it does actually like matter for getting boosted within Apple and Spotify and whatever else's algorithm. So like the higher the show is rated, the more likely it is to just pop up on someone's, you know, for you page or recommended tab or whatever the heck your tool uses. But aside from using rating and reviews to get the word out there about the show, you've got an even better method if you are the kind of person who plays TTRPGs, which I suspect you are because you're here. And that is to go take all of our character sheets from this and every other episode off of the Dropbox folder, which you can access by going to bit.ly slash literalcatpod and, you know, actually use some of these character sheets in a game. We'd love to see that. And finally, we do have a Patreon. It is our parent group. I say parent group, really, the show is its parents at the moment. There's nothing else there. It's Badger Trove. Although, I say that. There's a good chance that by January, I will have, at the very least, a playtest, if not a completed edition, of a one-shot Powered by the Apocalypse RPG about stealing cheese from the government. So that'll be nice. Austin, who is not here, can be found on social media, basically all of them, Avalon Alchemist. I say all of them. He's not on some of the more obscure ones, like uh, Co-Host or Pillow Fort. You can't find him on there yet, but maybe one day. You can find him on Tumblr. 
You can find him on Twitter. He's on Blue Sky. He's on YouTube. And importantly, he's on Twitch, where he might be streaming sometime this week. I, I don't know his schedule anymore. But yeah, that's him. You can find him at Avalon Alchemist basically anywhere there's internet. As for me, you can find me on most social media sites at Danilo Lioge. But that's a full name spelled backwards, and no one knows how to spell that, so just go to jholland.start.page, where you will find links to all of my social media pages, my website, my Ko-fi page, where you can ask me to make you a 3D model in exchange for money, and I think really that's it. So, yeah, go back and listen to the rest of the episode. We interrupt your scheduled audio programming to bring you this message from Ghost on a Train. All right, guys, I'll ask the question we always ask when we encounter something. Uh, does anyone recognize them? Uh, Hannah, you look like you have something. I mean, that's the question you usually ask when our characters run into a ghost so we can collaborate. But right now we're doing a promo, not playing. Are you talking about yourself? You're Greg. You're the GM. Is this a bit? We always do bits, Hannah. But your character, Andrel, isn't the one leading the bolts. That's Stefan's character, Drix. Stefan, what's Drix's first move? Uh, do, do any of these moves work on promos? Normally we're a team of three goons keeping ghosts off of our train, but I guess Drix is going to try and impress the listeners with a rope trick. Awesome. What do you think you would employ to impress a listener? Finesse, right? I mean, obviously, Drix is the show off. A guy, you spoke before anyone could organically say your name. Quick, introduce yourself, and what's your character, Pip, doing? Oh, you just introduced me. I'm Guy, and Pip's going to take a little bit something to, to warm him up through the promo. You're taking Greg's weird promo bit in stride. Well, Hannah, that's because I know listeners have already decided to hear our journey to bust the biggest ghost, the Immortal Emperor! But you guys don't even know if he's a ghost. Boxcars, I rolled two sixes. The listeners are going to check out Ghosts on a Train, where we play Ghost Lines by our man J-Dog, a.k.a. John Harper. Wait, we don't personally know John. We can't say that. <laughs> Shut it, Greg. We're going to kill the J-Man's Immortal Emperor. You can't just... We're going to bust this whole thing! wide open. Yeehaw! <laughs> Listen to Ghost on a Train, a Ghost Lines actual play. Take a trip on the Bride of Duskwall, an electric train protected by these three, uh, professionals. Now that we have that picked out, to create it, your brainer, choose name, look, stats, moves, gear, and HX. So, uh, okay. it looks like name first. Yep. Now I am I'm really interested in this name that Rule Twenty so graciously generated for us. Unless that was <laughs> you that typed that in, in which case no, wow. that was that was Rule Twenty. Okay, <laughs> I think Uflafu is <laughs> would be a really great cat name, especially in the apocalypse. Yeah, because it kind of it's like it makes me think of like calling your cat like Fluffy. Like this is my cat Fluffy. But, you know, it's super in the future, so, like, etymology has advanced a little bit, and they're like, you know, times have changed, words have changed, so now it's Uflafu. Alright, so we could do that. I do like the recommended name Gritch, but Uflafu, Uflafu is pretty good. <laughs> Man, Gritch is also very good, yeah. <laughs> Man, a lot of these are, so we've. it looks like we've got these separated up by, like, I don't even know. Is this supposed to be, like, first, middle, and last name, or... Maybe? Because I'm trying to find the correlation. Because, like, Smith, Jones, Jackson, Marsh, 
sound like okay i think it's masculine feminine and then neutral yeah but gritch is is gritch like a a masculine name i i would say so you know okay if if i if i saw a trans guy and he came up to me he's like my name's gritch yeah or a regular guy too or not regular but you know what i mean yeah, is there such thing as a regular guy named Gritch? That, no. You know, it could be like, a, you know, some other language just has that as a name. We we shouldn't judge too harshly. There's probably a Gritch out there. Yeah, Gritch, if you're listening, I'm, so, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> so wait, which, which one do you think we should go with? I am honestly good with either of these. I think both of them are pretty, pretty hard hitters. You want, you want to flip for it? <laughs> yeah, let's flip for it. Let me, uh... Let's go to, we'll do a Google coin flip. Okay, I tried Googling Gritch to see if I could get like a name thing, but no, all I got was a dictionary definition, which is saying that it's a complaint often caused by a glitch. Oh, interesting. Never heard that term before in my entire life. Me neither. All right, so. First time for everything. Heads, we go with Gritch. Tails, we go with Uflafu. Sounds good. All right, flipping the coin, it's Tails. All right, Uflafu it is. All right, so now that we have our name picked out, let me get back here, we can do stats. We get to choose one set. They're, let's predetermine. These are in order of yeah. cool, hard, hot, sharp, and weird. Yep, that's the order they're on the uh, sheet, too, it looks like. Yes. So we can do... Plus one, plus one, minus two, plus one, plus two, zero, zero, plus one, zero, plus two, plus one, minus two, minus one, plus two, plus two, or plus two, minus one, minus one, zero, plus two. I don't know if there's mm. like a point allocation system for this. It doesn't look like they're all exactly the same. So I think we need weird to be a good stat. Yeah, weird has to be good. Well, okay, in all of these sets, weird is plus two, no matter what, so... Yeah, fair enough. But, like, there's one of these that was, like, we can be really bad at hot, because we can replace hot with weird to begin with. Uh-huh. Like, that's one of our things, is, like, what is it called? Unnatural lust transfiction. Uh-huh. So we could do the top set and get a plus one in everything else and not have to worry about hot being a negative two. Yeah, unless we don't take that one, because... That does also set us up for some potential weird use cases. I don't know. It's not too bad, though. Like, if it's a thing that we're basically never going to have to roll, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's if we're really bad at it, then it's, ju it's just what we're bad at. Yeah. What are you going to do? Not everybody can be hot. Let's be, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, this is the ugliest cat you've ever seen. <laughs> What do you think? I think that top one is our best option. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Plus one. Plus one. Minus two. And. And then plus two for weird. Yep. Okay. Up next we have gear. You get one small fancy weapon. Two brainer gear. Oddments worth eight barter. Fashion suitable to your look, including your option, a piece worth one armor. And then here is our list of small fancy weapons. Uh, first, we have silenced 9mm, and then ornate dagger, hidden knives, scalpels, and antique handgun. Now, where would a cat hide knives? 
Joel, it's claws. <laughs> okay, okay. He's right. He's right. <laughs> I mean, those th- those things get sharp. So, somebody just put like metal tips on like you know how like you can like trimming a cat's claws or anything or like what if you just like put a, a little cap on it that was a nice metal like really finely sharpened so it just gave them that extra damage and it doesn't hurt their claws hmm. not a bad idea we could do that all right uh let me see if that's on the list here gear is just over here i'll just have to type this in all right what do they mean by brainer gear that's a good question Oh, hey, here we go. So up earlier in the character sheet, we've got a few options here. Brainer gear, implant syringe, which is tagged as high-tech, brain relay, area close high-tech, receptivity drugs, high-tech, violation glove, that's interestingly named, pain wave projector, or deep earplugs. So we get to choose two of those, I guess. And that's on page 35 in the PDF, 32 on the, uh, the, in the actual book. Gotcha. So let's see, what are the ones that... Ooh, Violation Glove would actually be so handy. Yeah. For purpose like of... you could brain... scratch someone and then use a move on them. Yeah, either scratch them or, like, when cats walk up to you and they just, like, rub against your leg for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I think that's a good... Violation Gear is such an interesting choice for the name yeah what's what's our next one let's see we could have deep earplugs which protects the wearer from all brainer moves and gear so that we don't have to worry about enemy brainers true true oh yeah because like could an enemy brainer find out that this cat is a brainer i mean i think this it's gonna be pretty obvious something's up with this cat it's gonna be real ugly it's gonna be wearing Basically a suit that counts as both its armor and its violation glove. <laughs> uh-huh. This cat's gonna look real weird. So yeah, deep earplugs. It's not gonna be hard for someone to figure out that this cat is up to something. <laughs> right. I do think it is funny that <laughs> this book is like, oh, these guys can like tap into your mind and they can see all the all your thoughts and everything. But if you just stick stick some cotton in your ears, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get your thoughts if your ears are plugged up. Tin foil hat behavior. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. The deep earplugs are made of made of tin foil. That's why they're high tech. <laughs> oh man, I, I have to imagine the high tech thing means that they like. They're like hearing, they have to be like hearing aids or something, right? Like, yeah. it blocks sound, but it also like allows you to hear your actual surroundings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got our uh, small fancy weapon. We got our two brainer gear. We got our eight barter. Then we need fashion suitable to your look, including at your option, a piece worth one armor that we detail. So, like I said before, I think this cat has to be wearing like some kind of tech-based suit okay. that ha- that'll work as the violation glove. Gotcha. Is it violation glove or gear? It is glove. I don't know why I wrote down gear. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we need to make a note of, of this specifically on the uh, broken rules. Like, first off, intended to be human-ish. Yeah. 
So we got intended to be human-ish, and then violation glove is kind of a whole body thing for us because we're so small. I think we can say, like, yeah, we're wearing some kind of weird high-tech looking suit. Or maybe it's not like, like, it, the technology is, like, advanced, but, like, maybe, I think it it might make more sense for it to be incredibly slapdash. So, like, you've got these, like, sort of metal platings in spaces, and, like, wiring is visible in others, and... Yeah, so it looks kind of, like, patched together. Yeah, very patchwork, but also, it will probably... Like, some, there's some metal plating on there that might actually stop a bullet. Who knows? Okay. Patchwork armor with metal plating. I'm putting this in parentheses next to the violation glove to indicate, like... Yeah, yeah. We can say that, like, that That also justifies our one armor that we have. Not armor armor. Yeah, you gotta be real specific about that in this game based on some of the other things we've read. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot going on. I think that's it for gear. Yep. Oddments worth eight barter, but there's just a barter counter above yeah. the gear stuff, so I'm just putting it there. Next, we decide on our look. Man, woman, ambiguous, transgressing, or concealed. I think that's more a human thing. Mm -hmm. I think we can safely say that our gear is going to be improper to the local environment, basically nowhere ever we go. Yeah, I think that works. Because you see a cat wearing anything but, like, a Christmas sweater. You're like, what's up with that? Yeah. Or I guess not. Just, just a sweater in general. Yeah. Even then, if that cat's out on his own. Yeah, you know, especially if it's, like, walking down the street and it has clothes on. You're like, that's obviously someone's cat. Like, yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> How'd he get out? <laughs> yeah. But we might be able to do something with uh, scarred face, smooth face, pale face, bony face, plump and moist, or sweet. We definitely don't have a sweet face if we're supposed to be ugly. Yeah, no. We, maybe, maybe this cat has just like resting bitch face. <laughs> he still looks angry all the time. Yeah, I like, I don't know, one moment. I'm going to see if I can find this image. Now, some of this just looks like AIR. I can't find the image that I'm thinking of. Okay, I, I can't find the image that I'm thinking of, but, like, this might be a close approximation of the type of cat I'm thinking. Like, it's it's got the, the fur, like, all all matted up and stringy, and, like, just you just see these little, like, long, wiry tufts of fur, and everything else is just kind of sticking down. Mm-hmm. Now this, I think I may have found something here. I see what you're going with. I think I found the actual cat breed that that is. Okay. That will be... This is what I got. Hmm. Well, that's not quite what I was thinking, but it's... That's something. We could work with that. That's... It's... So what... It, it is the real-life one I could find that's closest. What breed are... What is this called? And that is a good question. This is a Persian cat. This is also... Apparently the picture I found is from a specific cat called Actum, A-T-C-H-O-U-M. Hmm. Uh, apparently this is a... But, uh, okay, so yeah, this is the... This is like that one Albert Einstein-looking cat. Yeah. Yeah, we can work with this. This is good. So yeah, this is a Persian cat. Let me see. Dang, there's not really a place for notes on this. 
That's unfortunate. Violent info. Huh. Why have to put it under hold? Persian cat. Very. I'll say very shocking looking because it looks like what a cartoon character's hair looks like. Its entire face looks like what a cartoon character's hair looks like after they've been electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good description of it. And I think that's exactly right, because this cat is just carrying around a static electricity generator on its back. Yeah. Like, that's not what the technology does, but that's an unfortunate side effect. <laughs> okay, so we have our look. Yep. Is that Well, is that all we want to describe of the look, or do we want to go more into, like... You know, I don't think we really... Like, we've got all these other prompts here. I don't really think we need anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're good, we're good. Yeah. Uh, so next up is moves. You get all the basic moves. Choose two brainer moves. Uh, you can use all the battle moves, but when you get the chance, look up, keeping an eye out, baiting a tra trap, and turning the tables. Hmm. Before we just jump in and assume we want unnatural transfiction, which is the one where you roll weird instead of hot, let's... Because I think we know we want deep brain scan, right? Yes, deep brain scan, I think, it, it's it's the skill that I think made us pick this class. Yeah, we gotta take that one. And if we only get two, I feel like we should take in-brain puppet string, strings to start with, too. Yes. Because that's yeah. the other big fun one. Yeah. Plus, because of our violation glove, both of those can be activated by touch. Yeah, just by a simple touch. That's good. That's good. I think both of these are plus weird, right? Roll plus weird for deep brain scan. Roll plus weird for in-brain puppet strings. Yes. I'm just going to copy-paste this into the description. That works. Hopefully. Huh. As always, it doesn't. Sometimes it'd be like that. It'd always be like that on roll 20 is the thing. Yeah. Why did it put a little symbol for, like, you inflict one harm... I don't know. For the F, for the FIs. Okay, everything else copied. Okay, yeah, this is a weird th thing that I've seen. PD like, PDFs designed specifically for prints doing. And, like, it, it's the default thing that, that my alternative to InDesign, what is it called? Affinity Publisher. I have been trying to figure out how to disable that, that feature forever. Because basically, yeah, that's exactly what happens, is it turns every single instance of F.I. or a few other characters into one character. And then when you try and run it through, like, a screen reader, it reads wrong. So weird. Yeah, same thing with, like, they take TH got, like, changed. The italic TH? Yeah. Yeah. That's another one that I've seen happen. So we get all the basic moves, choose two brainer moves. Those were our two brainer moves. Yep. I think we're next step, right? We should be on to the next step, yes. HX. Everyone introduces their characters by name, look, and outlook. Take your turn. List the other characters' names. Oh, oh this is a, a party thing. Yeah, this is a party thing. Okay. So we gotta skip that. Well. Did we do it? I think we did it. That's That's the last thing that's on this list. Well, if we've done it, then we've done it. We, we've done it we, yet again, man, we're crushing this. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. Now I've just got to figure out how to, oh, they got them harm clocks in here. Like they got in Blades of the Dark. 
I like the how the circle fills up. It is weird that it's like, oh, this took a quarter of my health away. Oh, this took a quarter of my health away. Ah, oh, another quarter. And then it's like, ah, that one just hurt me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like 10, 11, and 12. I don't see the print button for this one like I did for uh, the D&D character sheet. You should be able to. I have the like extra pop-up thing. Yeah. Posted, so... It ended up looking ugly, so I didn't use it. But I know this worked when we did Monster of the Week, and I've I've done it with D and D in the past. Yeah. Well, if I need to go through and manually input this into the PDF, which that that's going to take some time because I've got I'm going to have to go through probably a Affinity Publisher and specifically select the two pages that we need and enter the information. Yeah. I think there's a good way to do that on PDF 24. Oh my god, that just scared the shit out of me. Yeah, no, I know PDF 24 will let you isolate a single page, but I don't think you can do just two. No. So yeah, I'm gonna have to break out the big guns for this if we can't figure this out, but that's okay. We don't have to worry about that on air. That's a problem for future Joel. True. Leave it to the future. Yeah, what, this episode comes out, what, like, the last, or second, third to last day of November? Mm Mm-hmm. Second to last. If you really want to get lazy, by the way, you could just screenshot it. I could just screenshot it if I really want to be lazy. Hmm. All things to consider. All things to consider. But that's, again, that's future me's problem. We'll see how he deals with it. Can't wait to find that one out. But should we do some uh, closing stuff? We should. I mean... it feels odd ending an episode when we have, like, the mid-roll. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, we forgot to transition to that again. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> we're never gonna get it. Nope. But that's what editing is for. <laughs> Every time we record one of these, I just <laughs> I throw the audio software into the taskbar <laughs> And don't even look at, like, the time that we've been recording. I'm just, like, trying to read over everything as fast as possible. Yeah, I do the same thing. (laughs) I've only got three screen guys, and I've got to keep up, like, four sheets sometimes. Anyway, I guess since we did already, hypothetically, talk about all of the, the stuff upcoming, we've got nothing left to do except maybe, you know... The the cat pun. Yeah, the cat pun. Everyone's, well, probably not everyone's favorite time. One of my favorite times, because I get to, I get to come up with great new and interesting things um, for each and every episode, which is a fantastic place that I put myself in. So because of that, I'm going to say the exact same one that I said last episode. <laughs> Go out there, have fun, but keep your whiskers clean. <laughs> <laughs>